welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, and welcome again to the podcast. It really is uh, exciting and joy just to be able to speak to you right where you are. Um, thank you for listening to this today. And uh, we're going to have, going to kind of extend our theme really from and the theme has been about our union with Jesus and his union with us and really trying to cut through the separation thinking that has dominated a lot of Christianity. And today we're going to look at that in reference to the body of Christ, the church, um, and really look at how deeply damaging to the church the myth of separation is. Um so that's kind of my t- title, the deeply damaging myth of separation, and and it's been uh, hounding us and and plaguing us and uh, ruining us in some ways for for a very long time. And, and the evangelical notion that I was brought up with, with my relationship with God, or your or my personal relationship with the Lord, um, if you combine that. The idea that God and I are a little bit separate, it doesn't matter how much distance, there's some distance from each other. And I'm building that personal relationship with this divine being through the agency of Jesus as some kind of bridge. Now that that myth is so deeply damaging to our sense of union, acceptance, love, um, connection to the Father, but it's also deeply damaging to our sense of family. And personal connection with one another. Um, the trouble with distance is it always requires, it's got to be filled, and it requires some work. Um, so if I have a little bit of distance between me and the Lord and Jesus is my bridge, I have responsibility to build and maintain that connection, uh, me to him. And, and if I feel in some senses like a bit of an island, and I think a lot of modern thinking is so focused on individuality, individualism, I'm worth it, you know, on and on. I can be who I believe I'm supposed to be, whoever I decide to be. Um, That we function as islands and our relationships, whether it's with God or with one another, are bridges that we build to God or bridges that we build to other people. And therefore we have, and those bridges are what, bridge the gaps between us and our various existence and various difference and that that means that we're responsible for maintaining those bridges keeping them clear of debris making sure the channel between me and you is is healthy and good and strong enough many of you have heard the illustration it's got to be strong enough to carry the load that i want to put across it or you want to put across it there's a lot of work in both creating these connections and maintaining them with God and with one another if we adopt the basic model of our age, which is, I am an island, I'm building bridges to God, to other people. But what if the starting point was actually different? And the truth of our our actual very existence. So what I've just described to you is a way of thinking about your existence. It's actually quite a deep philosophical thing. If you think you're an island and you fun- if you believe that, you'll function out of that place. 
But what if the truth of our very existence in Jesus isn't that? Isn't what we just described? Uh, some deeply held beliefs, certainly for me and I guess for others, would have to shift and change. Um, because what if the starting point isn't distance but union? What if oneness is a given? Is is the state of play? Is the dis- true and accurate description of the state of your life and of your your nature what what if oneness is the reality and the fake th- idea is the island independent building bridges reality and and we've spent quite a bit of time in different ways over the di- recent weeks in this podcast uh trying to clear the ground on that a little bit in the sense of actually we start from oneness with jesus uh we're not trying to grab it or build it we've been given it that's what the beauty and power and incredible sacrifice of jesus in his incarnation cross and resurrection was all about god doing all the heavy lifting to include you and i in him and raise us up with him in heavenly places so in a very real sense as a free gift he is hosting our presence uh, in the deepest sense of intimacy so our oneness with him is a is a given whether we fully believe that yet or not or we behave it or not that's that's the reality shift to existence that jesus performed when he died on a cross and rose again from the dead um so let me just kind of because this is about our connection to one another let me just come at this another way let me put it another way because we're one with him which we've just talked about we're actually one with each other as our starting point because the present reality of our existence is union with god not separation we are in union with all others who share that union in that sense it's not exclusively my relationship with god in a very real sense it was never just yours or mine but yeah dear listener sorry to shake you up on this but actually we're just sharing the relationship that jesus has with the father and he's sharing it with us so matthew eleven twenty eight says this all things have been handed over to me by my father listen to this no one knows the father no one knows the son excuse me except the father and no one knows the father except the son that's it thankfully isn't it because it says and anyone to whom the son chooses to reveal him so the son has an exclusive intimate profound face-to-face relationship with the father and the father with the son but the son chooses to engage you and i in that relationship with the father and share it with us that's beautiful because it's as good and pure and as powerful and as intimate as his is we're not trying to build our own hallelujah (laughs) isn't that exciting I'm not trying to build one. I've been given one for free. But it also means each one of us who is in that uh, place of faith, each one of us who's come to that realisation that Jesus is in me and I'm in him, we're all sharing his relationships. In a very real sense, we have our own, it is own and personal, unique. We're treasured as individuals. Don't get me wrong, but it's bigger than that because we're all included in we're all included in this um 
we're all included in this relationship and he's sharing his relationship with the father with us we're kind of standing shoulder to shoulder beholding his face um and in this series we've we've, we've kind of labored at this just trying to establish like his peace is already given to us now so we realize it and allow it to affect our lives we are hosted continually in his presence uh, our job is to realize and deepen our experience of what is already given his passion for us crossed all worlds all barriers all divides sin everything in order to accept and embrace us in his arms forever and that is never going to let us go and that that conquering of all divides is meant to give us deep and profound and eternal assurance in our hearts and the holy spirit is bubbling up from within not being poured in from without and so let's put alongside that this whole idea that we are bound up together in a glorious interdependence union and unity with one another as the starting point as the given as the gift as the already established state of play ephesians actually says this really really clearly probably better than i'm saying it to you right now i'm just going to read to you ephesians 4 uh, 1 and uh, up to verse 4 it says uh, i therefore a prisoner of the lord this is so rich this i urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which he's you have been called um with all humility and gentleness with patience bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call and one lord one faith one baptism and here we go and god one god and father of all who is over all and through all and in all (laughs) a lot of alls so we have he's saying here to maintain the unity of the spirit not find it not develop it but we've been given it let's look after it that's a very different place to start let's be eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and we do it by keeping this posture of humility not independence not self-effort but we're working we're working and walking in a manner that reflects gentleness and patience uh and, and humility humility is really all about our dependence on the lord and our need of his strength and all that kind of stuff rather than our sense of we can do this on our own so this is pretty profound and if we just dig a little bit deeper what if our very notion of self i.e., who you think you are who who you is is found here and not in discovering the size of your island so if you have the idea that you're an island you're building bridges to find out who you are you've got to discover your island right you've got to do a bit of research see how big it is what does it grow all that kind of thing and and uh what's the flora and fauna and it's not and so you know we love our personality tests and times of deep reflection and as i've mentioned already in our culture we can be whoever we decide to be we can make our island in whatever image we want it to be made and that is in its essence the very nature of our culture we are the center of our universes it's really important we discover who we are but i'm not preaching that that's what the world's preaching to me 
and, and preaching to you. But what God is saying is I've established a different reality. He's not just preaching it to you. He's trying to tell you something about you that is already true. Uh, and that is that, that you're not an island because you're one in him. You're, you're in union. You're in, enveloped and filled by him. Um, so therefore, what if I only have meaning and I only discover self when I'm connected to you? I only have valuable function in right connection to others in serving them. I only have me in union with him and you. I think that's what this is telling us. And it's incredibly countercultural. And COVID has separated us more than ever. You know, we've tried to keep our family connections through Zoom and uh, church connections through online and through Zooms and et cetera, et cetera. And it's been surprisingly helpful and yet ultimately no replacement for the warmth of community. We thank God for it and it's it's helped us stay connected and develop connection. But but we kind of know more. We all we all crave the chat, the personal presence, the warmth of, of of others, and we're in this sort of learning to re-engage uh, phase. Really, we're learning to re-engage as an essential part of this recovery phase that I think we're in as a nation, as nations, as and as the people of God. It's like we're recovering from a great ongoing and it's ongoing disaster and some psychologists refer to it as like a slow motion train wreck uh but it still has the same disorientating traumatizing uh isolating effects and so we're in this process of finding our feet again finding one another again um and it's really important that we don't stay in the in the in the really important we don't stay in the train wreck because and, and in a place of isolation, because actually we we run the risk of shriveling up. Um, and the problem with the isolation time is that many of us have done times of reflection, but you can end up doing it on your own or with a very small group of like-minded people, whether in person or on your social media platform. You know, the, the, the whole thing with the algorithms is they only tell you what you want to know. Um, So the outcome of those isolated reflections is not always the best outcome. We do need one another. And I just want to big up our Kingdom Leaders community that that we started more than just over a year ago now. It's been a real place for leaders to reflect, process what's happening to them and their world and their churches in a community with one another and get cross-fertilized, maybe get jolted out of a a gloomy place, uh, and we've provided that through this thing called Kingdom Legacy, which is, is flourishing and, and growing all the time. There's now over 40 leaders involved with that. But that kind of thing we all need. We, we all need it and not to do it on our own. We get stuck in little boggy places if we do it on our own. And because we're made to be, we, we are made as part of a body and, and to function as such. We are in Jesus, he is in us, we are his body, and our job is to maintain the unity of the spirit of that body that is already given. We've been trusted with something really valuable, and it's the life of God, it's the flow between us, um, 
and, and it's a flow of the spirit between us that actually supersedes all personality type differences, preferences, or even personal fallouts. We're, we're one in Jesus. Um, so what does this mean in practice? Try and practicalize this a bit. But but I want to say just something about that because I know we all like a practical application and that, that's okay. But I'm on about this so much because we all want to get on with how we do it. But actually, the way of our being, that's about doing what we're doing, is completely governed by the truth of our being. And, and I'm really wanting to encourage us with the truth of our being in this whole sense of unity and union and non-separation. It's a lot easier to behave out of that place, if you understand what I'm saying. It'll flow from that place of understanding and belief and awareness. So what does this mean in practice? Well, if I'm hurting, um, you're hurting. If you hurt me, you're hurting yourself. If I hurt you, I'm hurting myself as well as you. And when you're hurting, I'm hurting. And when I'm hurting, you're hurting. That's that's the level of dependency and connection in the spirit. And the other aspect is it, it of it is that the wider community starts to suffer as well, whether it knows it or not. Um, on the other side, when you encourage me, you're building yourself up. And when I encourage you, I'm I'm getting built up. And when you meet the needs of others, you're actually meeting your own. That that's that's how this works. It means that my victory is actually yours, and your victory is mine. It's not, and this isn't some fake like slogan from a, from a faith church. You know, this is actually true. That, that your breakthrough, because we're part, we're connected, is mine and mine is yours, that 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 can encourage us loads. I've got, I've got friends who walk in real faith for money breakthrough, and it affects me, encourages me. Every time I speak to them, I'm like, yeah, I'm having more of that. Their breakthrough is my breakthrough. And this applies in all areas of life, right? I'm just trying to pick one specific easy thing. Um. And and just because in our union with God, we move forward together. My faith is your faith. My joy is yours. Your joy is mine. And, and we grieve with those who grieve and we rejoice with those who rejoice. And if I'm strong, it's for you. And I just just kind of had a thought here. I've noticed over, over the years that people who are emotionally wired to be more aware of their emotions often get a bit critical of those who appear untouched by events. You know, those who sort of stride through life and you think they should be more deeply impacted or more in touch with their feelings. And you can get a bit critical if you're in that kind of personality type. And then the emotionally sensitive people end up being criticised by those who just seem to bash on through life a bit more and don't tune into apparently tune into their emotions in the same way and they, you know they can criticize you know you can hear it can't you there's such a contrast but actually we actually need each other and it takes humility and removing a sense of superiority of your your wiring is not superior to mine or mine to yours and, and it takes literally it takes all parts of the body for the body to be healthy you may need some of the strength of the people that bash on through, and they may need some of the strength if you're in the emotionally wired 
they may need some of the emotional intelligence that you bring because they're not carrying it. it, it it's it's that profound. So my gifts are for your benefit and actually only really have functionality when they're worked out for other people. <clears throat> a river isn't there for to be a river. It's there to provide transport, water, you know, it's to go somewhere, to refresh, to bring life wherever it goes. <clears throat> and if we shut this down, if we just withdraw from connection and, and uh, maintaining this unity of the spirit and actively drawing on one another, uh, we, are, we will not thrive, we will shrivel. It can feel much easier because people are really inconvenient, especially when they're different to you. But, but listen to Ephesians 4, 16 in the Passion. It says, For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. <laughs> and I should have just quoted this verse and gone home, I think. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We are built up and made perfect in love. This connection is powerful. So that's me. <laughs> that wasn't in the passion. What this is saying is what we've already been saying. We need this. We need one another. We're, we're, we, are, we vitally need diverse community. And to be in diverse community and be exposed to a diversity of gifts and, uh, and the people around us. Um, sometimes this might mean that we hang in there with people who annoy us because they're so not like us. So in conclusion, what, I, what I'm saying, well, we're his body. We're not islands. We're building bridges. We're in God and God is in us. Jesus uh, has come into my life and shared his relationship with the Father with me and he's brought his friends with him. And by the Spirit, we are already one, and our job is to, so if you like, I don't even like the bridges thing, but the, the union is already established, and our job is to maintain it. Um, so Father God, I love that we are part of the body of Christ. To the degree that uh, when Paul was uh, persecuting the church, Jesus, you said to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? You're so united with your body on earth that we are you and you are us. And I pray for each one of us in this season that we'll strengthen and develop our, our connections with one another. And we, we will protect that unity of the spirit with all our might. And we will set about, I pray we'll set about encouraging, blessing, We'll, we will uh, not indulge criticising, pulling down, and we will use our words and our, our lives and our gifts to build up one another in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.